Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, it's good to be back with you. How you been? I've been doing awesome, sir. How about you? Outstanding. It has been a a good couple weeks since our last conversation. It was a great podcast last time, clearing up some things between commissions and fees, really educating the audience. I know today is a, uh, it's an interesting topic. And I've got to say that when I saw the title, I was like, oh, this'll be, this'll be good. What are we talking about today? Estate planning, 16 things to do before you die. And number one on your list, bungee jumping. My wife looked at this topic and said, are you really going to say die? I'm like, well, honey, <laughs> that's part of life, right? I mean, yeah. it, we're inevitable. Sooner or later, we're going to pass away. We're going to die, right? Yep. So yep. she said, okay, well, I thought you'd lose a little softer tone. I said, well, I think people will be okay. <laughs> yeah, people will be okay. Before you pass. Yeah, no, no. before you pass. Yes. <laughs> before you ascend. Descend right. or descend, which but, yeah. how, whatever you believe, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's planning strategies we should be thinking about, right? And that this is these are estate planning. So these are the serious stuff. This isn't okay. the fun stuff. Like have you seen that movie, The Bucket List, right? Yes, yes. Great man, great movie. Was it Jack uh, Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman? Yes, yeah. The you know, two guys get cancer and realize, you know, that oh my goodness gracious, there's so many things I didn't do in life. I was just so busy, run, 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 and that kind of stuff. There's just so many things I just didn't do. Yeah. And so it's great. They, if you haven't seen that movie, it is a it is a pretty awesome movie. Watch that movie. It's again, it's a real excellent movie. So That's I think right. it come out like what uh, seven, eight, nine years ago. It's really not that new of a movie. No, it's not new. Um, it's it's yeah. chock full of nuts. Chock full of nuts. Hey, chock full of nuts. Yeah. Right. Kopi Luwak. Kopi Luwak. Yeah. Kopi. Research. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I researched that good coffee I was looking at for. It. it was kind of funny. I thought, what if I could find some Kopi Luwak? I, I would try it. What the heck? I would try it. Yeah. Maybe you can listen it. to the, yeah. Maybe listen to the movie and see how it was made. Maybe you wouldn't try it, but eh, what the heck? Yeah. What the heck? I think Jack Nicholson drank, drank a little go. bit of it. There's yeah. a good email subject for you for, for the listener. Email in, tell Scotty whether you'd, you'd try Kopi Luwak or not. That is awesome. Exactly right. Email send, give us a call and tell us would you try Kopi Luwak exactly that's right. right that's you do you need to you need to host an event that's what you need to do oh Kopi Luwak event yes uh, a, a tasting <laughs> you know you some oh, people yeah. do whiskey events some people do you exactly know, wine right. events and then after it's you Kobe taste Luwak. it here is the how it's made right here's, here's, here's the here's the history of Kopi Luwak that's right oh, funny, 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 all funny, right funny, where do we start stuff. today so again, this is the 16 things to do before you die. And again, this is estate planning issues. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a podcast because I've had a lot of clients that have gone into retirement and they said there's some wonderful things they should do in retirement. And they've given me some pretty cool things that they did. They'd never really thought of, but it was kind of like bucket list type stuff. So I'm going to do another podcast, the fun things to do before you die. But again, these are estate planning things to do before you die, 16 of them. And uh, you know, if you want a list of these things and not taking notes, if you're driving in the car, you can go onto my website, DuckDuckPlan.com. Com. We have a research page on there. Click on the podcast research page, and this report is listed on there. 16 things to do before you die. So mm-hmm. let's talk about these things. All First right. one, uh, do an itemized inventory. 
do an itemized inventory. Actually sit down and inventory your stuff, the stuff that's inside your home, stuff that's outside your home. You know, and examples would be your your television sets, you know, jewelry, you know, collectibles, Mm -hmm. obviously vehicles, arts, art and antique type stuff, computers, laptops, lawn equipment, power tools. Now, sometimes people say, well, why would I want to inventory that stuff? Well, a couple of reasons. This might start getting you thinking a little bit. Maybe something I have might, I might want to specifically go to somebody. Maybe mm-hmm. the lawnmower you have, your neighbor loves it and you'd like to give it to them or jewelry specifically. A lot of times you have something, you know, something, something of a jewelry nature that you got. And, you know, maybe it's not really crazy expensive, but it means something to you. And you'd love that to go to your you know, nephew or your niece or something like that. Right. Yep. So it kind of gets you thinking about that. Plus, it does a good inventory of the stuff you have. And of course, one of the things that somebody does when you pass away and you have to start going through the probate processes, they have to create an inventory anyways. Hmm. So again, it gets kind of gets you thinking, just get you thinking. Yeah. And, and um, I, w- I would say that one thing that's really, really nice these days, because we all have them in, in our pockets usually, is your phone. Either have somebody help you or invest in a selfie stick, because we, we've done this. We actually did this for insurance purposes, mm-hmm, but yeah, we I was took a bring video. that point up. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay. We'll yeah, see. You're, gonna, yeah, you'll, you'll you're, do it you're, you're, uh, you're, you're bringing in my thunder, man. No, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. Okay, that's but, okay. but this <laughs> is a, it's a great way to, you know, when you have those special things like jewelry, art, the things that you want to pass to somebody else, it's great to be able to just videotape yourself going through it, talking about it, and then telling why you want that person to have it. Sure, a will, a written document is going to be what you want to have, but what a personal experience when they can go back and look at that video and say, hey, I, w- I wanted you to have this because A, B, and C. Exactly right. That's, I've that's had numerous clients. I have numerous clients have done that, that's especially awesome. so they passing on the grandchildren that, you know, they made the grandchilds or great drink grandchilds, you know, two, three, four, five, you can't really tell them, but if you yeah. can put that in a little video, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a cool little thing. And the point you just brought up a minute ago is, is also very, very important. I mean, you can be pretty young, but again, have an insurance issue, your house burns down, that kind of stuff. Producing the inventory you have helps get you back the money, uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know, through, through the claim process. And a lot of times you don't remember some of that stuff that you have. Well, again, uh, we had, we had a, a a barn caught on fire and we lost the, the barn burned to the ground. And I, I actually had an inventory of stuff that was in there, a lot of tools and a lot of that kind of stuff. But without knowing some of that stuff, I surely wouldn't have been able to get a, get some back on my insurance claim because, again, I couldn't yeah. remember I even had that. So, again, number one, again, itemized inventory, kind of an important thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, number two is you know, also follow that that inventory list up with non-physical assets, mm. right? A list of non-physical assets. Well, what are these? Well, these are your financial accounts, you know, your brokerage accounts, your 401ks, you know, your IRAs, uh, bank accounts, uh, you know, life insurance policies, other type insurance policies like long-term care insurance, that kind of stuff. I can't tell you how many times uh, over the 25 years I've been doing this that people have been in long-term care. They've, they've you know been getting services and their family didn't even realize they had a policy because it was just buried in a drawer somewhere. You know, your homeowner's policy, auto and policy, disability policies, things like that. And you can keep all that stuff in a central location. Matter of fact, I have a, I have a booklet that's, that I'd be happy to send you. And it's a place to put some of this stuff, kind of a uh, tally about all the stuff that mm. you have. It's a great little nice. booklet. Uh, I'll be happy to send you one of those. Just just drop me an email and I'll be happy to do that. But again, have that list. It's an important list too, because again, it's going to help your your beneficiary step in, whoever your executor is, step in and find those accounts, especially when it comes to financial. You know, you ever heard about these unclaimed funds? I have some. 
Yeah, you have some unclaimed funds. I do. Yeah, in Washington State, I got twenty-seven bucks. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm just not going to go through the process right now. I'm just yeah, I'm too busy yeah. for twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, if you start reading about unclaimed funds, and of course, any type of bank account, things like that, if it hasn't had so much activity for so long, um, I don't even know what all the rules are. But then the company has to turn it over to the state. Well, mm-hmm. every state out there has millions of dollars of unclaimed funds. So people yeah. just had yeah. an account for five, six thousand bucks. They never wrote it down. You know, they passed away. Nobody knew about it. Again, it went to the state. And, and let's just face it: we work so hard for our money and what we want to build. That stuff should go to the family, the church, wherever it's going to, not to the state. So yeah. again, very important to keep a list of that kind of stuff. And it's so much easier for your loved ones in the end. Very important. True. Non-physical asset list. The next one, number three, is is assemble a list of debts. You know, and anybody you owe money to. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to kind of have that all together. Now, of course, you should be doing a budget worksheet when you're starting at 18 and all through your whole life so you can see what you owe and that kind of stuff. But it's good to jot that stuff down. You know, your mortgages, any lines of credit that you might have, right? Credit cards, bank notes, that kind of stuff. Put that stuff together and have it, you know, so you, so you have it in a concise location. Kind of important, assemble a list of debts. And hopefully, you're getting close to retirement time, we work those debts down. Getting into retirement with the lowest debts as possible, obviously, would surely be a wonderful thing. Yeah. So younger people, if we can start thinking about that and jot that stuff down, we might take care of more of those debts before we get to retirement. It's kind of important keeping it in front of you, how it tends to help you. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly right. It's like, it's like credit scores. I tell people, keep looking at it. Keep looking at the credit score. Keep it in front of you. It, it reminds you to improve it. So that yes. kind of makes some sense. Yeah. So number four, make make a list of make a list of you know members memberships that you happen to be belong to. You know, you belong to AARP or the you know, American Legion, any other professional associations, college groups, college alumni, things like that. Yeah. Because one of the things is some of those organizations have like an accidental death insurance policy you know, that they just give to the members, you know, no cost. Mm-hmm. You know, just part of part of the membership, right? So there could be some benefit there that we don't know about that we could be taking advantage of or the beneficiaries taking advantage of. So again, kind of important to have that stuff down. Plus this kind of helps give you some thought if maybe you might want to create a charitable donation when you pass away. Maybe you might want to pass something on to one of those groups. Uh, just kind of get you thinking of yeah, it could be something that could be a reoccurring bill too. Like if you're you're part of Costco or you're part of some sort of membership that may have a a, a fee involved and they don't know you've passed. Right. Your family still has to take care of things or, or cancel certain memberships. I think that's a lot of what goes on is, is you know, membership fees or, or uh, uh, subscriptions. You've talked yep. about that before where there's, you, you've got subscriptions you don't even remember. So having a list of those might help you either cut Maybe. down some bills or your loved ones help figure out how to get those things canceled. You're very, very, very correct. Very kind of an important situation. So number five, make a list of your lists and <laughs> make a copy of your lists, right? Uh, yeah. So not a list of your list, but make a copy of your list. So you say so you've got that. So if you go through this and you step through this, number, number one, it's going to take a little time as we know, but again, it's, it's very, very important. So the last thing you want, you want to do is not you know, make a copy of your list, one copy, and then you lose that copy and then you're in trouble. So make a copy of the list. Might be a good idea to give a, give a copy of these lists to, you know, your, your administrator, your, you know, your executive 
executor, whoever would step in one of those mm-hmm, kids, mm-hmm. or at least keep it in your file with your important stuff. Yeah. So many times people have stuff all over the place and it's not concise in, you know, in one single area. And, and when I'm talking about this, also be cautious with safety deposit boxes. Sometimes people think I'll just put all my stuff in a safety deposit box at the bank. But remember, if somebody passes away, banks often give you a lot of hassle getting into that box unless you've got a release from probate. So mm. um, you want to keep that stuff in a, in a safe list for you. Yeah. Number six, uh, how about review your retirement accounts? You know, many times people obviously start a retirement account when they first work. They often don't change some of that stuff. So what are the things we want to change or want to make sure that are updated on our retirement accounts? How about beneficiaries, right? We want to be sure those are accurate. Don't just assume that you got the correct beneficiary on there. You know, people get divorced, remarried, you know, maybe young people put their brother or sister on there as a beneficiary on their retirement accounts. And years later, that person's passed away. So reviewing just the the statistical data on your retirement accounts are important, obviously. I mean, reviewing your investment strategies and things like that are important, but just making sure they're set up properly for passing, kind of crucial. Again, you worked hard for that money. Let's keep less of it out of the government's hands. Give me, a, right. give me an amen for that. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, how about number seven? How about update your insurance? Again, we talked about those retirement accounts, but what about life insurance, uh, annuities? I mean, one of the nice things about some of those products is they have what's called a beneficiary attachment, right? So if you have the proper beneficiary on that, it bypasses probate and goes directly to your beneficiary. So obviously, anything we can keep out of probate, very important. But again, sometimes we just don't update those beneficiaries. I've told a story a couple of times on the podcast where we've had a situation where somebody passes away, never changed their beneficiary on their life insurance, and here come to find out the beneficiary is the first wife, and the guy's mid-married Ouch. again. <laughs> not Ouch. a good, not a good situation. Or the beneficiary just passed away, and now that's going to be dumped into their estate, thus, thus mm. causing more. Costs and fees and things like that. So just updating that stuff is just crucial. Number eight, how about a signed transfer on death designations? Again, the whole purpose is to try to stay out of probate the best you possibly can, right? And so, you know, you can do it revocable living trust, some different bigger planning ideas, but back it up, you can do some basic planning strategies that keep you out of probate, like, you know, on your bank accounts, your CDs, you can create a concept called TOD, transfer on death or POD, payable on death. So those are also very good approaches to have. Again, try to help keep that stuff out of probate. Mm-hmm. Um, those those transfers on death designations are pretty important. And they're fairly simple. Sometimes people think it's difficult, but you can contact the bank and sign a form and <clears throat> get those things set up fairly easy. And again, if you have any questions on that or I can help you, just give us a call uh, at the office here. You can actually book a 15-minute telephone call with me. You can go to uh, www.letstalkscott.com, letstalkscott.com, and book a 15-minute call with me, and I can talk through some of this stuff and, and help you with that too. So kind of important, those assignments. All right. What's the next one, Scott? Okay. So number nine, and, and several of these kind of all clump together. Uh, several of these are going to clump together, not like number nine. You know, obviously select a responsible estate executor. Right, mm-hmm. a state administrator. Right? Administrator, right? Again, that's an important thing. You want to make sure you pick somebody you can, you can, you know, and you trust, and you believe that will carry out your wishes and do things properly. So, that's kind of an important thing. You know, number ten is draft a will. Well, again, that's all part of picking out your administrator, right? And everybody over the age of eighteen should have a will, right? And what, you yes. know, I always tell people, if you don't have a will, you you got to won't. Right. (laughs) So you want to make sure you set up the document to do the will. Now, a lot of times you contact an attorney, it might cost you 800,000 bucks 
to draft those documents. So sometimes we put off doing that because of the cost. I've got a service, a couple services we use that can do that for a lot less expensive from an actual attorney. So again, there's no reason not to do it because of cost factors. But Lord have mercy, don't download documents off the internet or you know copy your brothers and make white out changes. Don't don't do that stuff. It's it's pretty important to have a proper document. Of course, that leads us into eleven. Regularly review your documents. Right, because just because you set up mm-hmm. a will doesn't mean it's going to stay the same forever. Now you don't need to change it every year, but things can change. So you should be kind of reviewing it and saying, "Hey, should I adjust it? Should I do something differently?" And also, that if you move out of state, you could create a will that was based on the laws of Ohio, and you move to Wisconsin. So your will could be perfectly fine in Wisconsin. There could be some issues again. So reviewing those documents are kind of important. And number twelve, number twelve kind of runs into the same deal. You know, copy your administrator. Right, copy your get some, make some adjustments and changes. Pass that on to your executor, right? The person that's going to help you with that stuff. An important thing to make sure you continue to do that. And of course, that kind of leads us into you know number thirteen, which is again talk to an attorney, get some consultation, get some advice. Again, review your documents with that professional and and your financial planner, your retirement planner. It's important not only to meet the proper person, find somebody you like get a plan of action together. But I always tell people, listen, we can have a great plan of action. We can have a great retirement plan to get us clear to age 100, clear to the end. But that plan is a starting point. You know, what do we need to do year after year after year? We need to adjust that plan, make, make mm-hmm. the adjustments to continue because things happen. So again, visit with those professionals on, a, on an annual basis, at least to kind of make sure you're, you're, you're scheduling through the process of your wonderful retirement. Of course, 14, simplify your finances. Simplify. I mean, I've run across numerous people where, Lord have mercy. You know, they got, they had different jobs, you know, so they got nine IRAs. Mm. What well, do you need? Nine with nine different companies, nine different things. Again, nothing, nothing wrong with having some money in different baskets, different buckets with some different companies. Nothing wrong with that. But maybe you can simplify some of those things. You, know, yeah. you can easily roll some into the same account and just kind of simplify. Maybe you can even reduce some fees, right? Again, if you have some questions on that, visit our website. We've got some great videos on there. Book a time to talk to me. I can help you through some of the things you should be thinking about when it comes to trying to simplify your finances, right? Well, so, I always tell so, people, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say something you said a long time ago stuck with me big time. You said having multiple IRAs is not diversification. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly right. That's a very good point. A very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've read across people. They got three or four or five IRAs. They think they're diversified. And we take a look at those things and they're all in the same holdings. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, this is all the same stuff. It's not diversified. <laughs> it, it, it's complicated. It's not diversified. Right. You so that's kind of important. Yeah. You know, I thought you were going to bring up a statement I've done on numerous podcasts. I always tell people, you know, simple simplification is important, right? I mean, I tell people simple gets things done. If True. it's massive and complicated, People avoid it and they don't do it. Yep. So think of ways to kind of simplify this. And it gives it easier for your your children too, your grandchildren, whoever your beneficiaries are, mm-hmm. if we've done some simple some simplification processes through through the thing here. And, you know, number 15 is, you know, just also complete your other documents. You know, the will's the first document. I always tell people there's four basic documents people should be looking at. The will, you know, your living will, your power of attorney for healthcare, power of attorney for financial matters. And we actually did a great podcast with an attorney we use, Karen Hamilton, that we talk about those documents. Go back and review that. I'll listen to that podcast because, again, having all the documents together are important. 
Okay. And then of course you can number 16 kind of goes in to take advantage of any college funding accounts. You know, there, there's times when you get to the point in life where you think, you know what, I'd like to start setting something up maybe for one of my children or one of my grandchildren. There's a variety of ways to create some wonderful legacy concepts, legacy concepts, meaning, you know, legacy is something you set up today that is advantageous for something or someone in the future. Right. Yeah. So again, consider taking care of those grandchildren and those children with some legacy planning, mm-hmm. now, especially legacy planning too gets into taxation. I mean, taxations can get very tough in the future. Taxes are, you know, we don't know if they're going up or going down, but probably not going to be less expensive than they are today. So again, try to do some planning to help adjust that to, again, get more money to the f- people that you love or the organizations you love and less kind of to the government. Yeah, absolutely. Can you touch mm-hmm. on something for me before? And that was number 16, but yeah. can you just uh, touch on the best way to avoid probate? I mean, this is something, you know, you've got the will and all that, but, but probate from my understanding, I've never been through it, but I've heard it can be really expensive and it's kind of a pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, obviously you know, probate is nothing more than an, than an ownership change. It's the process of ownership change, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you have a house and it's in your mom's name. You pass away or your mom passes away. You can't go down to the, to the title place and say, listen, put this house in my name because mom passed away. No, you have to go through probate. Probate's the process of uh, to be able to change ownership. So there's a variety of things you can do to help limit your probate process. And we talked about some of them today, You know, having the proper beneficiaries, transfer on death, payable on death, mm. that stuff avoids probate. So Got again, it. it helps you to keep those dollars out of probate. And of course, in probate, you have fees and attorney's fees and delays, which all cost money. So those are some important ways to try to avoid the probate. Some issues you, you have to go through probate to, to get something adjusted and changed, but being concise on those things and trying to stay out the best you possibly can, there you go. Okay. And again, listen to that podcast I did, which is an excellent podcast. And it was called, you know, do you have a will or do you have a won't? Because then when you talk about even further ways to be able to completely avoid probate by using, you know, the revocable living trust concept. Got it. Yeah. But that's a good question because probate fees can be costly. And again, that just comes out of your state. Yeah, so, absolutely. Great question. Great question. You know, the bottom line here, just to kind of sum this podcast up, the bottom, the bottom line is procrastination is just the biggest enemy of estate planning, right? And procrastination is the biggest, biggest enemy with, you know, weight loss and, yep. and you know, yep. marital, marital, marital counseling and you know, the relationship with your children. I mean, procrastination messes up everything, but especially when it comes to estate planning, it's the biggest enemy. Yep. And, and we want to be able to set stuff up proper just to make it easier and simpler. And again, less stuff going to the government and taxes, and we want to pay our taxes. We want to do that, but we want less of it going there and more going into our family. I mean, it's amazing. You you look on look at people who famous people who have passed away without doing estate planning, and it cost millions. I mean, I mean, go way back. To Abraham Lincoln passed away with no will. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., Jimi Hendrix, you know, Pablo Picasso, Bob Marley. These folks, uh, people that had a lot of money that should have done some planning, James Brown, you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, people yeah. that have should have done planning and had will in places, and they did not. They did not. So it's so important to do that. Protect your money. What do you think of that? I think that's the best plan of all. Protect Good. your money. Good. Protect your money. Absolutely. Listen, until next time, see you later. All right, Scott. Appreciate all Take the care, time buddy. and, and uh, effort you put into these podcasts. Great education. Not an easy subject, but you uh, navigated it really, really well. So thank you for that, sir. 
And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review as this actually helps other people find the show. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.